Hi, Fanshawe College. This is Ilhan Aden, and I'm the multimedia reporter for the Interrobang. Welcome to the podcast. Winter is coming. Remember when that was a fun thing we all said last year when that was the one unifying global experience? All of us complaining about how shitty the last season of Game of Thrones was? Well, winter is no longer coming, but rather it is here, and it's coming with a whole host of problems. So I am here today by my, I am here today joined by my colleague Hannah Theodore, and if you guys were listening last week, she's the one who did that fantastic interview with our FSU uh, finance coordinator, Anwar Issa. Shout out to you, because I know you're listening. <laughs> um, but yes, Hannah. How are you? I'm doing very good, Elhan. How are you? Life's shit. Yeah. You- <laughs> I lied. It's not very good. It's Oh my god, the world's on fire. Where <laughs> we have a tent city within our city with like oh, we had a snowstorm like uh I can't. I, I can't. thought the storm the snowstorm was going to like depress me a lot more than it did. Honestly, I was kind of into the excitement of it all. Yeah. So I was like, at least there's something kind of cool happening. Right. It's something different. Yeah. I hate the snow. And I was like, oh my God, this is beautiful. This is nice. It's different. Yeah. And then I had to go outside and I said, never mind. I hate the snow again. Yeah. <laughs> Until they pave the sidewalks, I don't want to be outside in the snow. Exactly. I'm happy that at least it's been one like major snowfall and kind of relaxed a little bit rather than back to back to back like a few years back. Oh. Last year was the worst with. Well, I guess it was more into summer when we started getting those, like, rainstorms. Oh, yeah. That were, like, it feels like, how is that even this year? That's just, like, <laughs> another thing that happened this year that was awful. This year does not feel like it's been a year. I feel like I've aged 10 years yeah. from March till now just because of all of the information we've had to consume on a constant basis. Yes. You know, this year I got really into Twitter more mm. than I did the year, like, in previous years because I felt like, oh, if I'm, you know, progressing – I mean, for people who don't know, I am a journalism student. And there's, like, a lot of pressure, I think, to, like, yeah. be active on social media. Mm-hmm. So coming into my second year, I was like, well, I got to get, like, my own Twitter account now. Yeah. Um, and it was that was very bad for me. Ooh. It was very bad for me How to come? have a Twitter account. I just find that I – my screen time mm-hmm. is, like, maxed out this year. And I just felt like I wanted to be – in tune with everything that was happening Mm -hmm. but it got to the point where it was just like oversaturation especially through like may and june and there was so much happening around black lives matter and i wanted to learn and like be present Mm -hmm. and i felt that exhaustion and then i just thought well how exhausting might it actually be to be a person of color girl (laughs) let me tell you i was like i don't know i shouldn't be here like oh this is tiring like oh my god like this is a lived experience for a lot of people i can turn my phone off yeah at least that's and that's the thing it was really interesting as someone who is black, it's really interesting to see and hear the many different experiences, not even just for people who aren't black, experiencing what it's like to be black based on all the video that's uh, that's out there. But it's really interesting to hear about the other black experiences as well. And that's kind of my perspective from the whole um, thing that's been happening. Uh, and or I guess I should say the whole movement, the thing. I'm, I'm wearing a Black Lives Matter mask, and I'm calling this a thing. It's a movement. The thing. <laughs> uh, but the movement, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, no, it was, for me, it was really interesting at that time. I'm as tired as you are when it comes to it, but for a different reason. It's just yeah. fatigue from living that life and yeah. fatigue from just always having to hear the terrible things that are happening. Yeah. So my question to you, since you're going on Twitter, mm-hmm. do you feel, are you one still on it now or did you take a break? I am still on it. Um, I try to make a point to only use it for like professional mm-hmm. reasons. And if yeah. I can avoid like heavy scrolling, mm-hmm. I try to I try to do that too. Sometimes it's relevant to me to like pay attention and course, know what's going yeah. on. I think when I was newscasting, mm. I really felt like, okay, I need to be dialed in. And mm-hmm. re- reporting too, you know, so many people 
openly share their stories on social media. That's true, yeah. So that's how we're finding a lot of people right now, mm-hmm. like those um, human interest stories. Um, there was a great story that the CBC did back in this fall about a kid that had been hit by cars on his bike like three separate times in Old wow. East Village. And yeah, like horrible. Oh my God, that's <laughs> and so his mom was tweeting about it. Understandable. Yeah. <laughs> and I think it got picked up. There's like an Old East Village Twitter account. Mm. And they picked up this woman's tweet and shared it. And then CBC was like, well, we've got to talk to this family Absolutely. now. And ended up talking to the kid. And like it became this you know, really interesting story about what? cycling safety. When was that? Was that recent or is I that think like? I it was, I was doing reporting at the time. So I feel like it was either early, well, I guess late September because school started on the oh, 21st. Okay. Wow. Yeah. I read the CBC all the time. So I was like, how did I miss that? Because <laughs> that's a story you don't forget, especially if it's from London because you said Old East, right? Yeah, Old yeah. East. And this kid was like 21 or something. Oh, okay. So what do you said, kid? I thought this was like a 12 year old child. <laughs> I'm like, how did we not hear about a child <laughs> being hit by a car <laughs> consistently? Uh, <laughs> Granted, even though he's 21, it's still it's still not okay. I'm like, I reached that point after 25 where like anyone yep. in like that range, I'm like, oh, that's a kid. Oh because I think about like when I was 21, I was yep. like, that was a kid. And, and it's so funny. I just, I do the exact same thing. And I just had somebody do the same thing to me. Oh and in my mind, I was like, no, I'm older. But I was like, realistically, the age difference, who cares? Like, no. I'm still a child in your eyes. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> to some people, we are all still children. I think it's just, oh, it's God. funny being in college, especially, mm-hmm. I mean, for me and you, we're a little bit older too. Oh, They're just a, a just smidge older. <laughs> it's like not a big deal. But um, it's it's bonkers like being in the same classroom with people that are like fresh out of high school. It is an experience. It is different. Oh my God. So I started working for the paper last year mm-hmm. and at first I was a freelancer and then I got hired on. But the entire time, all the stories that I was pitching were from basically the people that I'm around because it's such fascinating stories. Coincidentally, having this conversation just before you got here, <laughs> just about how diverse college is. And I don't mean in race necessarily, but just in thought, in mm. culture, in ex- life experience. Yeah. And everybody is coming from a different space. Whereas I found in my university experience, most of us were coming from a similar space, straight out of high school or maybe like a year out out of high school. And we're trying to, I don't know, make something ourselves in the world of academia. But it's a different vibe. That's the only thing I, I can describe it as. Where here, it's a lot more fun. Like there's more family-oriented stuff not even family just like you get along with people you actually have a name you're not a number Mm -hmm. you know what I mean smaller class sizes always the benefit but yeah absolutely I found that like the people that I met too which is interesting because you'd think it would be did you go to western yeah okay yeah me too because I I thought that it would be so like like I would meet people from all walks of life Mm -hmm. and it would be that same experience and then I found that in university, you kind of get limited to your faculty. Absolutely. Or the people you live with if you're in residence, which mm-hmm. was my experience as well. And then over time, even with those people, mm-hmm. because when you live in res, it's kind of like camp, and mm-hmm. they, like, force you to be friends with those people, <laughs> even though, like, you probably have nothing in common with them. You this just, is why I hate camp. Yeah, like, <laughs> they wake you up at 6 in the morning, like, it's oh, awful. Lord. And so, like, you, you're sort of expected to become friends with these people that you're living with, but you know, there are people in health science that are friends with people in creative writing and all these different faculties. Mm -hmm. Over time, you pull away from those people and you sort of center in on the people that are in your faculty. Um, And it meant that when I graduated, I was like, wow, like the only people I really know anymore are these like five or six folks that, you know, that I even had the time to get to know because even within your faculty, there's like a hundred or a thousand people. So I found it was so much more... 
how's that? I don't, I don't know how to describe it. Not competitive necessarily, but it's like everybody wanted it to be more competitive than it needed to be. That's it. Just it was a weird environment to be a part of, and yeah. I was in a faculty that wasn't normally competitive. Like it mm. wasn't one that people pushed for for that, uh, or were looking for a competitive edge. It was one where the more time you took to thought, the better. So yeah, it was weird. It was a really weird experience. But also, I was a different person at the time. So yeah. And that, just going back to what you were saying about eventually you get to a space where you start moving away from what you normally go to. Mm-hmm. That's when I feel like you start finding yourself. And I feel like uni is great for that. Like, yes. I learned so much about my, I learned nothing in school. I learned so much about myself yeah, as a if person. You, if you ask me a oh. single thing I learned in university, I'm not sure I could oh tell God. you. But like the, I, the I, overall experience. Exactly. Like, and it sucks that that has to be, not has to be, but that's one of the things that I feel like school is so beneficial for is that mm-hmm. socialization aspect. And if you don't go to school, I feel yeah. like it can sometimes put you at a disadvantage unless you're Big naturally time. a social person, right? Yeah. Let's, I mean, let's talk about how privilege equals mm. social happiness, which mm-hmm. equals long-term happiness, mm. you know? Like, yeah. you're if you can't afford to go to school... That already puts you at, already in a depending on who you are that puts you already in a sad place Mm -hmm. um which could as you said further disadvantage you yeah and you're gonna lose those connections possibly those not networking opportunities because i don't i don't like networking we'll talk about that (laughs) but like i had to make a linkedin page i'm pissed (laughs) i don't want to have to do that but here we are but yeah the um Without those connections, I think it, it it isolates people. Yeah, and unless you are in like in a situation where you're able to make friends, I mean, without school, I don't know. Girl, without school, I would have like three friends, and I made them in high school. <laughs> yeah, like, exactly. That's literally it. You know, like it, there, it's. I feel like it's such an ongoing joke that as adults, it just gets harder and harder to make friends because yeah. you run out of places that you go. Yep. Where you can meet people, right? So you either you have work friends, and mm-hmm. then that's it. I and guess. I hate the idea of work friends. You know what I mean? Like, I'm, I like, for me, a friend is something that I will, we build up to that relationship. Mm. You know what I mean? But I don't know, just work friends I, I, or, or like school friends. I'm just like, either you're cool with the person or you're not. Like, there's no <laughs> way that you don't need to further classify. Like, you guys are cool and you're getting to know each other. And then yeah. you might be friends. It could be from work, could be from school, could be from this. But I'm just a stickler for nothing. So I, <laughs> I'm just irritated at everything for no reason oh this week. So I'm like, let's be nitpicky. I know. I feel like it's <laughs> like, uh, I mean, for me, whenever I would do that, it would always be like my need to like compartmentalize things in my mm-hmm. brain and be like, because I'm very big on separating my work mm-hmm. or trying to separate my work and like yes. my personal life That's as best it. I can. Not that like, you know, like I talk to my boyfriend about my job and yeah. like we have conversations about it, but like. I don't go around expecting my friends at the bar to know what I'm talking about when I'm like, so I hosted the morning show today at uh, 8 a.m. and I had to be there for 6.30 in the morning. And that one like, XLR cable yeah, doesn't like, work. You like, know, the, like, stuff it, like that, yeah. Yeah, so it, that kind of thing. And then the same thing is like when I'm at work, mm-hmm. I mean, I had those times, you know, in high, your high school jobs where you overshare and Ooh. those quiet times <laughs> at Pier 1 Imports when mm. – <laughs> Some coworkers learned a little too much about me, but like oh I, I think God, as I, I just, got older, I yeah. was like, I think I need to stop doing that. <laughs> oh I man, need to, like this, stop sharing my life with coworkers. Here's the thing: it's it's so interesting because like I I agree with you completely. Like you have to set those boundaries at work sometimes because then you you sometimes overshare and that that's never good because once again, if these people aren't your actual friends, 
they're going to use it against you. And if a work environment's competitive, a some people look for a competitive competitive edge anywhere, right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's going back to what you said about Twitter. Oh I'm yeah. I'm going to tell you a Twitter story. So listen, <clears throat> I've not been on social media for a minute, okay? Like, the last time I was on it was literally forcibly, and that was for a year. But before that, I probably wasn't on it for, like, a good five years. Like, I'm just, it's not my thing. <laughs> not a fan. So I made a Twitter. It, this was, like, last year in the summertime. I was bored out of my mind. I was literally home alone. And I'm like, all my friends are busy. I'm bored. Like, I want to socialize. I What can I do? Fuck it. Let's make a Twitter. Made a Twitter. Followed li- literally 12 people. Okay, 12 people, like, celebs that I enjoy, comedians that I like, hosts that are funny. Just, like, 12 funny people. Because I'm like, let's get some funny content. And then I go on, I'm scrolling through the timeline. I was like, oh, this is happening. I feel connected to it. Oh, this is happening. I feel connected. I feel like I'm, like, it's, life is happening. I'm here with it, right? Tell me why. I put my phone down for half an hour. Half an hour. I come back. There's over 100 notifications about this person uploaded this. This person did this. And I follow 12 people. <laughs> and I'm like... I I can't handle this. I can't handle putting my phone down, wait, coming up to it or opening it up to like a thousand worthless notifications about this person retweeted this person who did this and like that. And I'm like, I could not care less. This is overwhelming. So I deleted it. So I had Twitter for one day (laughs) and then I deleted it. Yeah. And now I have LinkedIn and I'm not its biggest fan either. LinkedIn. (laughs) LinkedIn is like Twitter for like corporate Twitter, exactly. It's social media for That's, professionals. It's yeah. literally social media for professionals, just so you guys can like. It, it's weird. It's everyone tries to be like, oh, what's the word? Motivational, uh, and I'm like, most yeah. of you aren't. No, there, there's like a weird like corporate motivation is always so weird because it's like work those three jobs, girl. You got it. You know, <laughs> forget like, about work to life yeah. balance. <laughs> yeah, make your money. Oh, you don't have a side hustle. What are you doing? Right. What's wrong with you? <laughs> Oh, my God. The promotion of having to work yourself to an early death is ridiculous, especially when you're young. Yeah. And and that, I feel like that's, so, oh, my God, so much LinkedIn. Anyone yeah. ever slid in your DMs on LinkedIn? See, I literally made one yesterday for an assignment. Ooh. So not yet. I, it's private for everybody. Yeah. <laughs> Only my connections can actually see my stuff. And I'm probably going to delete it when the assignment is marked. Yeah. <laughs> so, oh, man. But what happened with us? Someone well, slid in your DMs? Someone, I thought someone was going to because... Mm-hmm. This was back in September. We ran a story in the Interbang mm-hmm. about uh, a Fanshawe professor that was oh. defined the anti-mask laws. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I was having a hard time. I wanted to contact him. We reached out to him yeah. a lot of times. Um, and one of the ways that I had been trying to see if we could contact him was through LinkedIn. Mm. Um, and so I- I'm assuming he, s- he might have had that thing where he can see who's viewing his profile. Ah, you paid the premium. <laughs> yeah, he was paying the premium <laughs> price. So... Uh, Sooner, um, not long after that, he uh, requested to connect with me. <laughs> and I was like, ah, I don't uh-uh. think we should do that. <laughs> it's like, but I realized then that I was like, wow, like LinkedIn is spooky in that way because you I, can yeah. pay for those privileges to know, know those things. And that's the thing that I really dislike about it. It's such a oddly invasive way to kind of like monitor how people look at you and yeah. I don't like it it's not normal human connection it's no. so strange well I, I do I do feel like I was saying before like I hate networking yeah and I do I feel like that's just like digit it's just digital networking like it's yeah. so 
you want to talk about work-life balance like that's just like all work yeah and that's how we're gonna know each other based on nothing else exactly i want to see your credentials i want to see your resume i want to see who you know and it's literally like it reminds me of facebook back in the day when it first started and everyone would just befriend anyone just so their follower or their friends count would be high and people like wow you know so many people in reality you don't know most of those people nor do you care about them or they do they care about you yeah i mean like what's the what's the harm in just saying i have my contact list and it's in my notebook and it's for me i don't need anyone else to know how many people i'm in contact with or why do you guys want to know when i went to school or how i went to school or like what what i'm doing it's just weirdly invasive like if i'm applying for a job we'll talk about it (laughs) exactly exactly (laughs) we'll talk about it why do we need to have this conversation in front of the entire world yeah it's weird yeah and i hate the promotion of it and the need for it and the or the need for self-promotion i understand it but i hate that it's so I guess reliant on social media nowadays. Back in the mm-hmm. day, you had to sell yourself, and that makes sense. Yes, but yeah. now you have to sell yourself through a digital medium, which means you're not really selling yourself. No, you're selling it, an image. Yeah, exactly. There's like a like the thought of um, like a brand, mm-hmm. like a personal brand. Mm-hmm. I don't like. I don't love that. Yeah. I feel like that. Like that's literally capitalizing <laughs> on your personhood. Exactly, and, and I was like, like, I don't. As a somebody who wants to be a a writer and mm. work I, there's a lot of things i want to do but telling stories is basically the main one and there's yeah. many ways to do it so I'm, I'm excited to explore the ways that uh interest me but physically writing is one of them right yeah i don't uh, why do you care about my face <laughs> why don't you care about my thoughts or yeah. my words so listen to my podcast yeah but uh <laughs> who cares about how i look like but unfortunately that's the world that we live in and it mm-hmm. sucks because more and more as I'm putting myself, throwing myself into the work that I want to do, more and more I'm finding that everyone's like, can I get a picture? Do you have a LinkedIn? Do you have an Insta? Do you? And I'm like, no, I actually don't have any of these things. And because it's peculiar, they're interested. And luckily I can, I can hold someone's attention. So <laughs> I've been able to talk my way into a lot of uh, opportunities. Yeah. But yeah, it's I'm realizing now slowly but surely that it's kind of going to put me at a further disadvantage than I thought. Yeah. I mean, that's, that was, that's my main fear is just that rather than be sort of intrigued by mm-hmm. the lack of social media that people are gonna it's like a red flag yeah i'm concerned it's been a red flag in my dating life which is weird but <laughs> that's neither here nor there but i hope it doesn't reflect the uh i don't i hope it doesn't become a red flag in my work life because i was like i don't care about dating it is what it is don't yeah. don't screw up my work like i yeah. love work you know so i hope it doesn't um but yeah going back to what you said that network building that mm-hmm. network your contacts have it in a book you know who you who who are your contacts yeah. and you know who you will do things for and who will do things for you and how you guys will help each other but this idea that you have to now paste it onto the website so everyone can see the number of connections you have that i hate that yeah. i hate that it shows the number of connections i was like no it's just people yeah you know what i mean just like friends just like uh likes just like every other numeric way to value the people in your life it's it's the same fucking thing and it bothers me so much because i was like these are people human beings are we allowed to curse kind of (laughs) sort of sorry no i was gonna i almost did many times and i was like maybe i should (laughs) it's the end of the semester here's the thing so this podcast is still new you know what i mean as as anybody who's been listening y'all know we've been going through a journey since (laughs) september so we've been up and down with audio quality with content with this and that and you know cussing is one of those things that we're like it's very natural so like let it fly but let's not go overboard because I love, a, I love a bleep. If a bleep, can, bleep is fine. Okay, I, I like bleep bleeps. I'll just, Miss I'll, editor, you can throw some bleeps in. <laughs> My <laughs> thing is, I'm just going to start throwing bleeps in the random conversations we have so people think you're more angry. Yeah. <laughs> we'll get them all fired up. Like, this is like a really hot topic, kind of. 
it podcast now. We're getting into the hard shit. Oh man. But in all honesty, <laughs> yeah. how do you feel feel because we are going to uh, graduate this year? How mm-hmm. do you feel How do you feel walking into this industry based on who you actually are, not who you have to be according to whatever standards are out there? That's a great question. I feel like I feel like I Okay, so the thing that scares me about being a journalist is I am not like the toughest um like toughest skinned mm. person um but I also don't think I think it's like a made-up lie that that's necessary for all careers people always tell you that when you're a kid like oh you better get a tough skin and like mm. learn how to you know take this and that I I I take a lot of shit from people <laughs> and yeah. I don't tend to fight back or be angry about it my feelings are hurt mm-hmm. I don't like it mm. but um I think my general reservedness in the face of like (laughs) pure vitriol (laughs) hopefully will hold up well Mm -hmm. when I'm out there in the world dealing with people that think that we are liars Mm -hmm. and it is a weird time to be a journalist now it's an important time to be one but it is a strange time for journalists it's it's kind of scary out there we were just hearing from a guest speaker this morning in class who I think I was half working on something else at the same time but <laughs> I think she said she was from City TV in Toronto and she was at like Adamson Barbecue mm-hmm. and they're playing a video that she had filmed of these people screaming at her like you are the scum of the earth wow at these journalists um just this morning Rebecca Zambergen tweeted from CBC News that mm-hmm. someone knocked on the windows and just screamed tell the truth <laughs> it's su- this is such a weird world that we live in yeah, because literally, mo- I, now understandably, I I get where people are coming from when they're when they're on the hunt for truth. Mm-hmm. Um, but in a world where no, uh, we don't have objective truth anymore because everyone's reality is different. That's right? the thing. Usually, I think the people that are speaking up about those kinds of things in that way, mm-hmm. they don't necessarily want the truth. They just want their version of the truth. Mm, that you is know? true. Because you and I can critique um, biased media mm-hmm. in probably a way that's maybe a little bit more nuanced Mm -hmm. and you know we were discussing just last week the national post publishing those numbers about 800,000 canadians you know that was misinformation that was misleading Mm -hmm. um and you know like i said we can have a discussion about that yeah and we could talk to people who work at the post about that and Mm -hmm. we could do that and that would be constructive yeah but when it's just something you disagree with or mm-hmm. that you wish wasn't true, mm. you know, I think that's the difference in being like, okay, I don't like that news, but it's still, it's it's still, still the facts. truth. Yeah. I can't change what it is. <laughs> yeah. So I think like, but we live in a time where you can change it. I guess so. Eh? Yeah. Cause you can literally find people online that believe what you believe and create this entire world where you guys can thrive yeah. within. Yeah. Right. And, and then you start knocking on CBC doors talking about tell the truth. Yeah. <laughs> It, it must feel so – I mean, these people I, – I, I sympathize with them, too, because I feel like you must – the world you see around you must be so disheartening and mm-hmm. isolating that you have to search in the darkest corners of the internet to mm-hmm. find your kin mm-hmm. and people that are on the same level as you that probably feel just as disenfranchised. Yep. You know, and they're looking for somewhere to belong, and unfortunately it's – probably just not the right places and that's the thing i i a lot of the hardships that i faced in my life prior to social media's existence were important because i learned from making mistakes 
now I find I had a point and I completely forgot it, guys. So like, like let's not worry about that. <laughs> I was what I, you know when you're in the middle of a thought and you sudden your <laughs> you brain just turns it. off. It's just like I no longer think of words anymore. And I'm like, oh, okay. So we'll get back to that eventually. <laughs> well, so would you say like if you were ever struggling mm-hmm. with you know a societal issue that affected you, mm-hmm. would your response be to look on the internet for people that were like you so, or no definitely not my yeah. response well my response is because there's plenty of things in this world that i disagree with um or that <laughs> I, I wish were not true but typically speaking i i like to i like to try and see all sides of an argument because i actually want to understand mm-hmm. but that it's a stubbornness as well like i really need to know things <laughs> which is why it's like i feel like i'm in the right profession mm-hmm. but um yeah i just need to know and i think that desire and that want and that affinity to learn is what pushes me to try and explore all sides to it. So I'd never, I would go research on the internet, but it wouldn't be to find people that agree with me. It would Mm -hmm. just be to talk about this. And eventually I'd find people who agree, who disagree, who see my viewpoint, who don't see it, who enlighten me to facts that I had no idea. And then suddenly I'm more informed and I'm like, okay, now I have a better idea of how to, I guess, approach whatever problem or thought or whatever, what have you not. Yeah. I mean, I think it's about making like informed decisions yeah, at the end exactly. of the day, right? You gather as much information as you can before you go From around a variety knocking of sources. on windows. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, there's, I think what they've done is they've found a way to say, well, all those, all those mainstream outlets, all those places mm-hmm. you get information, even universities, right? They're lying to you. Everybody's They're, lying to you. Oh, you know what? It's Everyone's all, lying it's all but me. Up, right? And that's <laughs> yeah, the thing. That not one this, person, not yeah. this one person I found. They're yep. the one telling the truth. You know, again, like you must just have to be so detached from reality I, to I reach say that point. Yes and no. I think it's partly being, de- I think there's a group that are detached from reality, mm-hmm. but I think also sometimes people just don't know that they're wrong and because no one's ever mm-hmm. challenged them that they're challenged any of their thoughts that they just continue thinking like I, I must be right or my not even I must be right. My thought process must be right because mm-hmm. I'm finding success thinking this way here so I must be successful here if I'm applying the same thought process and no one's telling me no and yeah. I'm finding all these people on the internet that are telling me it's true. So, hey, I must be right. That's and the thing. If you can find your community and enough people that yeah. are like... Community is everything. Yeah, dude, it's so right. encouraging. Yeah. How yeah. many how many times in our life... How, we talk about all the time about community and how you need it. You need support. You need people around you and encouragement. Well, if they're all encouraging you to say <laughs> stupid shit, like, <laughs> well, I don't... It's 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 hard. It is, yeah. and I honestly, the first thing that I think of because I know right now um, he is facing. Um, he's in. It's the midst of his trial. I think it was. Uh, I can't remember his name, and I, truthfully, I don't even want to say it. But the the Toronto attack, the van, oh, Manassian or whatever. Yeah, Alec Manassian, yeah. I think it is. Um, so he's in. His trial is going on right now, and yeah. that's the first one that I thought of when we started this conversation. Because what is it? Um, what are they called? Uh, the group that he was a part like of. the incels. Incels, thank you. Yeah. Incels, that's the first group that I thought Ugh. of when you were mentioning yeah. oh, I guess a I group can't really that be making, together. like, sounds. <laughs> oh, gross. <laughs> I mean, I'm neutral. I don't know how I feel about them. They're fine, I guess. Who knows? <laughs> oh, my God. But it, it, uh, Coming back to what you said right now, how you couldn't react, because as a journalist, you're supposed to be neutral, right? But yeah. then as a human being, you're like, yo, what the f- You know? What the fantra? That's my new it's favorite thing. <laughs> so I came face-to-face with that this year, as I think a lot of journalists did, Mm -hmm. again, going through this racial awakening that we all kind of had to learn from this year, um, that there there are certain things that there there is right and wrong. Yeah, absolutely. At the end of the day, we can't beat around the bush about some things Mm because I think that does a disservice to people. Absolutely. You know, we can't go around being like, as journalists, 
I can't come up to you and be like, is there racism in Canada? <laughs> I'm just wondering, oh, though, yeah. like, is there really racism? Like, we, we've been new. Mm-hmm. There's racism yeah. in Canada. There's racism Absolutely. everywhere. Absolutely. You know, we need to stop with these kinds of questions mm-hmm. so that we can start answering the harder questions. Absolutely. But w- going back to what I said before, I think because everyone is just at a different space in their lives, because they live in different realities, that awakening that people had, some people really took to it. And it mm. really was an awakening for the better. While yeah. others, it's an awakening for the worse, where they're like, oh, so one, I now know what side I'm on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, what was I going to say? One, I know the side that I'm on. Two, I know how to deflect the problem better because I've been exposed to the opposite side, which is understandable. Like, it, it, we, protesting is an important part, mm-hmm. but I feel like one of the things that, what am I trying to say? You know, it's one of those days where you're just like, your brain is not here. <laughs> and I, I literally am just like, I'm just talking and it's, rambling because the microphone's the in big, front of me. The big life <laughs> chat. I feel like, oh, they, I mean, I have, there's so many things in my brain that I want to talk about too. So then I'm like, I can't put a thought together. I know. <laughs> so I was like, Hannah, you, you tell me some thoughts. What's, what's on your mind? Oh man. I mean, I guess going back to what you were saying before, like my own person mm-hmm. as a journalist, mm-hmm. I think I'm, I'm like you, like you were saying, I, I, I like to learn. Yeah. Clearly I must like to learn. I came back to school twice. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I, here I am again at college. I thought I would never come back to school after I graduated university but I wasn't done learning, yeah. you know? And I was always a good student. Like, mm-hmm. I just liked learning stuff. And so I honestly think that that's kind of what's got me to this point. Because mm-hmm. um, I thought I wanted to do what ultimately was corporate communications mm-hmm. is what I thought I wanted to do. Um, I wanted to manage One Direction's Twitter account. <laughs> when I started university, that was my dream. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> the, I'm laughing not because it's a bad dream to have because it's not like it's a real job but it's just the specificity it that's what that I'm laughing specific at job. specifically one direction yeah. I don't care about anybody else guys not the wanted <laughs> no. not, not, not anybody mm-hmm. one direction one D all day <laughs> and I realized I was like okay so that's corporate communications social, social media management like mm-hmm. that's what I I guess that's what I want to do um, only to find that like when I did it yeah. I was like well this sucks <laughs> I, like, I don't like this. I'm just going to, like, I, I did it for Western, mm. interestingly enough. Oh, we got time. And so it was like, did you know that there's a specific color code for Western purple? I'm not surprised. Yeah. I, I, oh, God, I hate branding for that reason because there is very specific parameters that you're yeah. supposed to work under, especially when it's an established brand like Western. Yes. You don't change the purple. It's well, like, no. It's a very specific it's, shade. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I, you know when I was writing for them too, cause I, I asked for more journalistic opportunities while I was there. Yeah. Um, pretty much every publication that Western puts out itself is, um, okay. I'm not going to use the P word, but it's like advertising for mm. Western. Mm. Not quite, not quite <laughs> I know. propaganda, but I it's like that. Western's great. Give us money <laughs> is basically like all their publications. <laughs> said the p word for a minute i was like what what is, <laughs> what oh propaganda okay yeah like it, it's a lot of like oh just write this article about this How research that's yeah, yeah like to, oh look, so we're doing research times. oh my yeah. god everyone yeah. tell everyone about i read so research. many articles about the research that's coming out of west yeah, yeah and, and the, it's great but. it is good stuff but it the hard part was feeling like hey i'm an mit person yeah. this is like stem 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 and I would ask, I was like, is there anything coming out of my faculty that I could write about? Is like, there anything creative you know, worth discussing outside of science? Yeah, and there certainly was. 
Not but course, like, you know, they don't thousands ampl- of people. They don't there. like to amplify that as much because that doesn't bring in the same kind of cash dollars. Understandable. That is interesting. I did not know that. I'm learning new facts about <laughs> Westerns this year. Sarah Sarah Wallace, the uh, culture editor for the Gazette, actually, she's oh, yeah. one who I, I typically do uh, the biweekly um, podcast with, mm-hmm. and I she was telling me that, or she taught me that some of the. Um, residences were built after uh zoo zoos zoos wow <laughs> zoos prisons that's the word i'm looking for not a zoo built but after pri- like yeah, models after prisons models after prison yeah and oh, i'm smokes. just like it's one particular one i have to remember it was in uh the podcast one of the early ones that we did with terrible audio quality on my <laughs> end so sure you can't make it out but she was crystal clear oh i will gosh. find out which one it was but it was very fascinating to learn some of these things about western because as yeah. a, when i was a student there I'm in and out. I'm here to do my work mm. and get out. And like, I kind of did some stuff that I was involved in that helped me bring me here. But yeah. overall, I'm like, I'm just a number and I'm just here to get a piece of paper. Yeah. And I didn't even get that. So I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, you know what? I'm, I'm over all of this. Yeah. Oh, man. I was pretty done by my fourth year. Oh. Just because I was like, I mean, it's weird because my fourth year, I was probably my most involved. Yeah, everyone says that. As yeah. Because you, you start le- caring less and less about school and be like, I need to get something else like out of this. Another, another shit, yeah, you know? I need something else out of the academics because yeah. it's just, it's exhausting. I wasn't, and I wasn't finding that, like, I was like, I'm not going to do my master's. Like, I mm-hmm. already knew that. So grades, not that they were not important, but, mm-hmm. like, I didn't need to get my honors. Mm. Um, I just needed a BA to graduate. Uh. So the academics did become quite secondary, I think, in my second year. Not in a bad way. Mm-hmm. Like, I was in a musical and <laughs> I volunteered with the international office because I'd been on exchange the year before. Mm-hmm. So I was like, well, I'm going to help other people that yeah. want to go on exchange and try to just, I don't know, leave some kind of mark. Cause if you don't do that, then you are, like you said, just a number. Cause mm-hmm. you know, unless you are one of those like standout academia people, but I was just not that person. And it just sucks that you have to be, it sucks that school models one type of success. Yeah. And then if you don't adhere to that, you're not going to get the grades you need, which means you're not going to get the paper that you need, which means you're not going to get the opportunities that you ideally thought you needed, mm-hmm. that you wanted to get. Yeah. And so it, it sucks when it's structured that way, which is why it's like, good old Fanshawe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> College life is great. Actually, it was funny. I remember, I think it was my fir- second year. No, it was my first year going back again to school because I went to school, took a break, went to school, took a break, came, came here. Mm-hmm. And so my second time around there, I remember reading an article that specifically was, I think it was in the Gazette. They were talking about how western students uh, alumni a large a number of alumni end up going to fanshawe or a college um to just get some hands-on skills because yeah. the school is not teaching you what you need no and it was very interesting and at that time i fully remember being like oh, excuse me oh i'm going to both then yeah and here i am yeah going to both the combination <laughs> I gone to both. is really is good, really good. Yeah. honestly yeah. like i I would never, I mean, I get, I'm just like, I, was gonna, I never put down the university experience. I've been doing it for 10 straight minutes. <laughs> I, <laughs> I think there are things that are lacking in it, but yeah. you, one thing that I didn't miss mm-hmm. was critical thinking. Yes. And the fact that I got that there yeah. and basically spent four years doing it and yeah. specifically critically analyzing media. Yes. You know, yeah. and MIT, I think is fantastic for that. Mm-hmm. Um, and just kind of letting you and giving you the tools to know how to critically mm-hmm. analyze things too so that you're not just going and being like i don't like this exactly like, tell me why girl. speaking of telling why you don't <laughs> like something tell me why i got my f- what actually let's let me ask you the question first before i say i say mine when okay. did you get your first piece of criticism that hurt that made you angry enough that you wanted to say something oh man oh this is 
I don't know why one particular thing is coming to mind. Because that, that's the that's the thing. That's what I mean. There's one. Everybody has that one particular thing, at least in this industry that we're trying to enter, that yeah. one particular critique that never leaves your mind. And I feel like I've experienced my first one, and I'm ne I refuse to let another comment get to me because this one just pissed me off too much, even though it was so stupid. It was so ridiculous. Can you tell me yours then? Okay. Because <laughs> I can think of mine. So basically i long story short i help somebody put something together for um a work i'm gonna be i'm gonna purposely try and keep it open-ended because i don't want them to get in trouble uh well not necessarily they'll get in trouble but i don't want to expose them so anyway i helped somebody did do something so i was involved in some capacity and somebody else was critiquing it right and they just so happened to come across this critique took a screenshot and sent it to me because they knew i wouldn't be able to see it and so they sent it and they're just like, hey, so I just want to let you know about this. And I was like, hmm, I remember I read it. I went through a roller coaster of emotions. Basically, it started off being like, good, good choice. However, and then just completely eviscerated me. <laughs> and it eviscerated my argument, which I was like, okay, cool, fine. Called me names. I'm like, all right, fine. And then told me that I had no validity to my argument. And that's what pissed me off. That's the thing that made me the most angry. Because I was like, you can disagree with me. Mm -hmm. You can call me names and say that you don't like how I was talking. Fine. That's whatever. That's a personal thing. But do not tell me that my argument is wrong when you've done zero research. And the first thing that I did was send to this person all the information that I had about why I said what I said. And, and although I could have, I agree with the person that I could have articulated it differently. And that's the one nugget of, of criticism that I did take that mm -hmm. I was like, okay, be aware of how you're saying something sometimes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I was like, no, I, I was like, I was about to cuss. <laughs> I was about to say a very bad word. <laughs> but I was like, no, no, sir or ma'am, because I'm keeping it open ended. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, I was like, no, you're you're wrong. Like, I actually am right when it comes to this. And this mm -hmm. is where I got my argument from. And had we had a conversation, I know they would have been like, well, well, uh. So I'm just like, it, it, it stuck in my mind for the last like week and a half every day. I'm like, I, I'm so irritated by you. <laughs> Was it harder because you couldn't have that conversation? Yes. Like there's a lack right of there. communication. Yep. Like, yep. yeah. Because I was like, you can say what you want. It's just having the chance to say something back. Yeah. And that is the, that's where I want to, I want to come in because you and I don't really, well, like you said, you're, you don't want to be on social media unless it's professionally based, yeah. right? But if your profession is calling people to comment and critique on what you're doing, how do you feel you're going to deal with that? Because oh, I, I know. know for me, I'm like, I'm straight up ignoring it. I know. <laughs> I think at the end of the day, like if I get people that are coming at me on social, it's happened already, like a little mm -hmm. bit on social media. Mm -hmm. um, people love questioning whenever we post COVID numbers. Mm -hmm. um, oh, here's one from the other day. <laughs> Um, so I recently won the Teresa Ann Richmond Memorial Award. Congratulations. Congratulations. Thank you. I was not expecting it at all. Wait, and is so... that the one we were talking about last week? Yeah. Oh, I, oh okay. no, wait. No, no. Something else. Okay, I was about to like <laughs> jump up for joy. Oh You're my like, god. oh my god, you got that. But oh, either I way, I'm still excited. I'm... Um no, so this was this was a <laughs> memorial for um uh someone who worked in the faculty for a really long time and it was mm -hmm. really competitive, like between everyone in the faculty of contemporary media. Mm -hmm. So it was, and I didn't know a lot about her, but I guess she had been like two years away from retiring and then cancer like oh. killed her in like a year. Mm. So it was a horrible story, but she was really loved and respected and everyone liked her. And so they chose me for it, which was just so cool. And I didn't have to apply for it. Like it was just totally a surprise. Oh, wow. Yeah. Like when I got the email, I was shocked. So I tweeted about it and my successes. Yeah. I was like, you know, I never brag. I feel like I'm going to do a little brag. Mm -hmm. And um, someone replied and said that, it was like, it looked like a bot. You know, like when yeah. it's like those names with like a hundred numbers at the end? Yeah. It was one of those and basically said that I only won because I must have been using 
a like cheating oh. service. Oh. <laughs> um, I don't know what they're called, but you know those ones that like avoid the lockdown browsers when you're doing an exam uh, online. Yeah. Yeah. He was like, oh, you probably just use this like everybody else. I was like, one, I did not know those existed. <laughs> I know. And I was like, this wasn't a great space exactly. award. This I was kind of literally like they chose me out of the blue. <laughs> I did nothing but exist. <laughs> yeah. So what I did, and this is what I do whenever they're, because I don't need to see that. Yeah, you're you right. Know? You know, at the end of the day, like, I don't need negativity. <laughs> but like, I don't need to, like, I don't need to be seeing that kind of shit. So I just yeah. blocked him mm-hmm. and reported the tweet. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's usually my go-to. Like, I, I pretend it's not real. Mm. And I guess that's no better than what those people do. <laughs> but at the same time, it's like, you're not giving me valid criticism. Exactly. You're not saying anything that is based in any kind of truth. Exactly. You don't know who I am. Yeah. So Why I don't you? need to know you. Ex- mm-hmm. If it weren't for social media, our paths would never, never have crossed. crossed. Yep. <laughs> so you blocked. <laughs> And it's, it's such a weird place to be in, honestly. Like I said before, I, I keep talking about how we're graduating because we're really work, entering a, works play, a workspace that we don't know what it's going to be like because it's ve- like COVID changed everything up. Social media has changed it up. People want different things from their journalists, from their filmmakers. Like it's, it's a very different world that we're living in. And it's very fascinating but also terrifying and angry all the, and makes me angry all the time so I, I don't know i don't know how i'm gonna deal with it especially with the snow i can't be outside as much as i'd, I'd like to no no i'm like, like i'm not a snow girl i'm a summer one so my activities are now indoors <laughs> if it was if it was fall time then i'd be fine oh i need God, like a few layers but i don't want to be getting my shoes wet i feel like it's been literally seven days like just one week since march and every day is a new new season of some sort because i'm like hey I don't know how we're already here in December. Like, how is it December? It's three Fourth. months until March. Oh I'm still God. processing the last one. Oh my God! I didn't. E- I didn't. E- I didn't even think about that. <laughs> like, guys, we're so close to March. Oh my God! Oh, my head. I can't. <laughs> this wasn't supposed oh. to happen like this. <laughs> None of this was supposed this to happen. This year, oh like, God. where did it go? It's just. Oh, it, it's. This is it. This is probably. It's the a throwaway. Fastest, literally, it really feels like a throwaway year because this is the the one year of my life that simultaneously I've done the most work, right? <laughs> but also, I feel like n- the most stagnant I've ever felt in my entire life. Yeah. And it's it's so weird. It's such a weird disconnect. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I was doing the work study over the summer for the mm-hmm. radio, so I literally have not stopped. Oh, damn. Doing the X now for mm-hmm. like a year, mm. but it's. And I, you know, like you said, it's the most experience I've gotten in a year. Yeah. I've been working constantly. Hey, at least we shouldn't have to work for free after this now that we have all this free work under our belts. Yes. You know? I've paid my dues. Exactly. I think. I hope so. <laughs> I was like, in my mind, because one, we've been to school, we've been working, like, we've paid our dues already. I hope yeah. so. Yeah. But we shall see. We shall see. Who knows? I start paying back those loans. <laughs> ah! Let's not talk about that. <laughs> That's a podcast for a different day. Let's end it right there, guys. Oh, God, I don't want to think about student loans. But uh, if you guys don't want to think about student loans, you can listen to the rest of uh, the many podcasts that we have on Apple Play, Apple Play, Google, and Spotify. Is it Apple? No, it's Apple, Apple Music, Music Google, Google Play, Play, and Spotify. There you go. There you go. You guys know what I'm talking about. You know you know where to find us. Come on now. It's, it's, we're, we've been in this since September. <laughs> Yeah, they know. They'll be fine. Oh, man. But thank you so much, Hannah, for sitting and just talking shit. I appreciate it. It's my favorite thing in the world. Thank you so much for having me. It was my pleasure. And thank you all once again for listening. Stay safe. Wear a mask. COVID is real. Love you all. 